temple of Earth. We have come to upgrade your cosmic consciousness. DNA activation ready. In three, two, one. Hi, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. I'm Craig Anderson. And I'm Lou Quinto. Lou, we have spent some time talking about culture and engagement and how it can benefit companies and help them gain success faster. What we haven't had is a great interview with someone to talk about how that's really helped their company grow. So today, I'm really excited about this interview. Yeah, I, I, I am too, particularly since we're dealing with the COO of a law firm. We're going to talk about culture in the law firm. And right off the bat, when I saw that you invited Donna to be with us, my mind just started racing through all of the stereotypes of law offices. And I was trying, in my mind, it was hard to put culture and law office uh, together, particularly productive culture. So, so, so uh, but uh, yeah, go ahead. Two big lessons today. Watch your stereotypes. Right. And we're going to talk to Donna about how culture and engagement helped her firm grow and become more successful. So it goes, goes back to our zero assumptions. That's right. Absolutely. Because we're growing every day here on Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. <laughs> all right. Bring Donna. So, Come on. All right. so let's go ahead. And we're excited to bring on Donna Marcus, the Chief Operating Officer for Kafka Pincus Dolan. Donna, welcome to Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership. We're glad to have you here today. Thank you. Maybe to start off, you could tell us a little bit about your firm and, and your role at the firm. So I've been with Kafka Pincus Stolen for 12 years. We're an insurance defense firm situated in five states and nine offices and growing. Um, we have been consistently growing about 10% year, year over year for the last five years. So. Um, you know, we're up to over 100 attorneys. When I started, we were at 40. So we have really grown over the years. Wow, that's amazing. And and that's one of the reasons we really were interested in talking with you, because Lou and I spent a lot of time talking about culture and engagement. And the more I've learned about the work you guys are doing, and you in particular have led that work at, at the firm, just how focused you are on that employee experience. So we wanted to get you on and talk about that, because I think most people don't think employee engagement and culture focus and law firm. And maybe that's just our bias, but I think it's, it's amazing work that you did. So I'm going to kick it over to Lou to get us started off. Yeah. My first question, Don, is Craig and I have spent really over a year now, and we have dealt specifically with just what I would call regular businesses, but law firms, as Craig just said, are, are a little bit different. We, we don't make that association that they are a business uh, because everyone has their opinion and their image of an attorney and they go into their office and they work basically for themselves uh, where they've got their clients and everything. On March 15th, how did that change the way that a law, you know, office runs, particularly a law office that has nine different locations in five different states? Oh, well, you know, I want to say that um, we, about two years ago, uh, went to the cloud and it was probably the best move we ever made. Um, it was a very difficult transition. Nobody wanted the change, as you guys know. And what you're saying is that traditional lawyer doesn't like to embrace all the technology and the changes that occur. Um, but we went through it. And so uh, we made the determination to stay home um, March 16th. And we pivoted from, um, you know, working in office to 
going home, everybody, we sent everybody home and we left an essential staff of our clerks in every one of our offices so that we could get like mailings out and make sure we could process the mail. But we kept those people very safe and let everybody else go home. So we um, had to buy laptops and send them out for people that didn't have enough computers at home. So we right away started ordering and I'm sure you guys are aware that was hard to get all, everybody was doing that, right? So, um, but we were able to get our hands on them and we just deployed them and it was, we made it work. And uh, then our focus went from getting everybody working to how do we keep our community and our culture within our firm? Because we pride ourselves on having a great culture, but how do you do that remotely, right? Like how do, how do we keep our personal touch? And so that was that became our focus. And we um, changed our philosophy from managing the people to managing the work. Because as I, I experienced, I have two children at home and also I had two children sitting there and having to do e-learning and I had to still do my duties and work. And so we decided that we had to be more flexible and we had to figure out how to make it work for them. So we decided to manage the work and not the people by letting them work every crazy different hour they needed to work. So if they needed to log in for five in the morning till eight and then do some e-learning and then they come in at noon and work from you know noon to two or whatever, we made it work. And that's, um, that's how we started is that we decided that we were gonna be ultra flexible. And then we also decided right away that we were not gonna let anybody go. We were making, we, we were making a commitment to keep everybody employed and that was our focus. And that's what we decided. Good, good. That that that's interesting because I mean, like I said, we all have our images of a law firm and everything, and yet many people don't realize the collaboration that goes in and the teamwork needed in all of these different cases that an attorney will be working with their clients. You've got paralegals, you've got your administrators. I mean, there's a lot going on, so it's not just an attorney going home and doing their work from home. There had to be a lot of communication, and uh, luckily you all were at the forefront by going to the cloud a long time ago. Uh, and now I, I love the change that you talked about in going from managing people to managing workflow, uh, because that is so important, giving people the flexibility to be able to do what they needed to do. Because let's face it, when it comes to attorney's hours, we all have our jokes about you know how an attorney bills, but right. this, this truly gave an attorney the opportunity to build 24 hours a day because of that flexibility that was incorporated mm -hmm. in that. So I, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I really am. The other thing that we did right away was we put a task force together and it was, um, you know, Bob Kafka, uh, one, the owner of the firm, or one of the owners of the firm, he, you know, was like early in March, he was like, hey, I think we got to think about COVID and get plans for it. And I'm like, how do I plan? I don't even know what, I've never been through a pandemic. Is this real? Like, okay, should I plan for one office going down or a couple people getting sick? Like, how do you plan? Right. And I sat with my office managers. I have an office manager in every office. And we just sat there and played, like, I felt like it was Armageddon, right? Like, okay, what happens if this happens? And what happens? And we just had like a scenario and we played this out beginning of March and I thought we'd never use it. I actually thought it was a waste of time. I'm just gonna be honest. I just, I never anticipated this type of environment, right? So, um, and so when things started happening, we talked about having um, a team A and a team B team, right? Um, so team A would stay in the office and team B would go home and start working just in case team A gets sick, team B comes in, kind of how, was, how we were thinking about it. And then, um, but then we were like, okay, if off, if Chicago gets closed down, everything's gonna change to our Crown Point office, then 
so we kind of played all these scenarios out. So when it came to happening, right, like all of a sudden, you know, it happened so fast, right? All of a sudden it was, you know, becoming more and more, you know, evident that it was a problem. And, and then they started shutting things down. We, I just felt like we planned out, we just pulled out plan A or plan B or plan C. And the first thing we did was we put a task force together and we met on Zoom every morning, every office manager, managing partner, and our executive team. And we talked every morning about what we were doing, what, what do we needed to plan for, how are we going to execute this, how are we going to communicate it. And um, we still to this day are meeting um, as a task force because we are still every day navigating something that we may have not anticipated or um, so we still are in that mode, um, not in a crisis mode by any means, but just keeping that level of communication up because it helps us keep ourselves motivated in a time where it's hard to stay maybe motivated working from home every day. Yeah. So it keeps everybody aligned. Yeah, and let's let's touch a little bit more on what we talked about. You were so focused through this process on maintaining the culture that you had worked to build. Maybe take us back to almost the pre-COVID time when you decided, you know, culture and engagement was going to be an important piece of the work you do at the firm. What drove that? How did you start implementing those processes? Well, you know, I started at the bottom, right? Everybody starts somewhere. And I remember when I was choosing where, where I wanted to work or what I wanted to do, the number one thing was I wanted a great environment. Well, again, you just said, I don't associate that with a law firm, right? <laughs> so um, when I, um, I, I wanted to be a lawyer. So I originally went to um, working in a law firm because I wanted to make sure I liked the environment before. And I took my LSAT and I had the whole plans of going in, uh, being a lawyer. And then my husband got laid off and then those plans went to the side and I had to, you know, just stay working at the time. This was back with the uh, real estate crash. Right. So, um, I had, have always wanted a great place to work and, and that has always been a focus of mine everywhere I've gone. So I always looked at how people are being treated and how the, how your peers are um, treating you. Cause that, that system, like it, 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 it bleeds down. Right. So if, if leaders aren't great, people aren't happy, you get treated ultimately, you're not an environment you want to be in. Let's just put it that way. So, um, I ended up at, at KPD and I started off as a legal biller and I, I thought it was a stepping stone. I didn't like the environment. I didn't like the people, but the economy wasn't great. And slowly but surely, as the economy was rebounding, people were leave the people that weren't great were leaving. And um, I was slowly moving up. And I remember just going, my focus is always going to be on creating a great environment. So all of a sudden I became the leader of the billing department. Well, then I wanted to make sure everybody in my department felt valued because Again, it's easy to put the focus on the attorney as being the most important, but I always feel that if the attorney's billing, you got to get the bills out the door to make money. So I was like, made them feel so important and how important their role was for the firm. And uh, that became my focus. And then as I um, became um, director of operations and now chief operating officer, I wanted that for everybody. I want everybody to feel like they're important, that we're listening. Um, that we are putting our focus on our people and that has paid off dividends, right? Your assets in your firm or any company is your people. And they, I remember when I first became director of operations, I spent my whole time hiring, 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 hiring. Just as I got an office hired up, another office was losing its people. And I spent all my time, instead of focusing on operations and making things better, I just spent the time 
billion people. And I was like, we got to change this vicious cycle. And it doesn't show up on your PL, but it sure costs the firm a lot of money. <laughs> so um, I, we, I, we just, I started talking to our executive committee about culture. And it was amazing how many people didn't even know what the term culture meant. And so we had to define what culture was and what did we want that to look like? So that's how we started and um, understanding it was the glue that holds everybody together. Mm -hmm. And what are we doing? So we looked at our core values and are we living our core values? It can't just be the support staff has to live this way and the attorneys don't have to. We have to hold everybody accountable. And so that's when we started that focus and making our decisions based on our core values, it changed our firm. Wow, interesting. And it sure sounds like it's paid dividends because I'm sure there's lots of reasons you've had the growth you've had. But part of that, I assume, has to be keeping a stable workforce, keeping engaged employees has resulted in greater and greater growth for the firm. Yeah. um, At one point, our turnover was over 40%. And now it's down to under 10%. Wow. So, and for law firms, that's and that's a, and that's across the board: attorneys, paralegals, clerks, all that stuff. All really, 100%. wow, wow, it's amazing. Yeah, it so, really is. And that was just by treating people well. And we, you know, we created teams. So everybody's working in teams, and they have a team, and we have team. We insist that they have team meetings where they meet with their team, they discuss things. We do, um, like during COVID, we had a lot of family oriented. Um, meetings like we had a magician come in and uh we had we invited all the families to come everybody to come and then if they wanted to bring you know the kids everybody and we encouraged them to um you know just to see each other because you have to see keep that connection right and then it was you know we did our weekly meetings with our different staff so legal assistants would meet, meet with the legal assistants and you know what i mean so we had a way to keep everybody connected we had coffee hours we had cocktail hours and we sent everybody a cocktail package just to keep people talking and, and keep people engaged. And um, we did a lot for families. And I would think that the biggest thing that we actually, I love about this is that instead of it just being about the, our employees, it now became a part of their, their whole family, right? Everybody down to the dogs, right? Like we, we, we were doing, you know, we added pet insurance because that was just all of a sudden we noticed that Everybody um, in their office, when they would show us a picture of their office, we would do something like that. Um, their pet was sitting across their desk or they were sitting on their lap. And so we just decided, we just started to embrace the whole, the whole family or the whole, um, everything about them, not so, just- So pet insurance, so pet insurance became, is a perk now? When yeah, I, if I join the firm? Yes, you can have pet really? insurance. Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's- that's great. Pet insurance. I, I like, thank God for COVID. <laughs> <laughs> thing that we started adding was that we noticed, like, I know I struggled with this, is that how do we help parents that have little kids or that, um, you know, two-year-olds, three-year-olds? Well, we added a preschool program and we, we got, um, her name is Miss Linny. And what she does is she um, puts on, she made YouTube videos for the kids and then did, um, you know, where they could go on to Zoom meetings with her and they would do, um, she would do songs and they would do letters and they would have like a little bit of schooling, but then she sent out videos. So like whenever that parent needed, hey, I need, you know, a good half hour where I can focus and they could put that in front of them. It was educational. They didn't have to worry about it. So we did that with the younger kids. We got a tutor to help with um, the middle, like the grade school kids age. Um, We felt like they could use some, like if they needed math help, I mean, the way they teach math nowadays, I'm out. So it's nice to have somebody that can help with all those questions. And she, you know, she was an elementary teacher that helped. And so we had, we have homework hours. She did book clubs with kids. 
Um, and she's still, we're all, this, this is continuing. And I don't think this is gonna go away. I mean, we have such demand for it now. And then we added a high school program where we have um, ACT and um, SAT prep. Wow. So, and the person that's doing it got a perfect score. <laughs> so, and he does tutoring. So uh, above that, so um, he's really good with the high schoolers. And so we're getting a lot of momentum from that. So there's a, so we're trying to support the employee at work and at home. That's awesome. Don, Don I'm, I'm shocked because you have just blown away every image I've ever had of a law firm <laughs> where, you know, okay. the bottom line is get the hours in, you know, you know, be straight. And wow. Which leads me to my next question, because now you you said you did a lot of planning ahead of time before in shelter took place, and mm-hmm. you were you were ready almost, unlike so many people who weren't ready. So that is, I'm going to make an assumption here that you've now looked into the future, mm-hmm. and again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go to back to, and I don't mean to do it, but go back to that law firm stereotype. Law offices were like shrines that attorneys decorated them. I mean, you know, you think of the the pan, the wood paneling and the big desk and everything. It's it, 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 the leather chair, all of that stuff. What's the future in your mind? Have you thought? I mean, will there be a hundred percent in the future, or is there always going to be that remote? that's gonna be part of the work going forward? Well, that's, that's everybody wants to know the answer, right? <laughs> I think that um, it ultimately will be a flexible work environment. It has to be. Everybody now, one, we, law firms used to lag um, in technology and this pushed everybody ahead, right? It, it forced every, you know, our industry to come along. And now we've proven that even a legal assistant can work from home. Where Before we always let our attorneys kind of work wherever they wanted to be as long as they made a presence in the office at some point. Um, but we never would consider a legal assistant to work from home. Yeah. I don't know if it was lack of trust or the idea that there's no, they need to be at their fingertips. Private, informa- private information also. Yeah, and- that, exactly. The private information that, um, you know, I, I remember Bob Kapka, he wanted his assistant to sit right outside of his office. He couldn't even like Think about her being three cubes down. You know what I mean? It had to be right outside because he needed her at arm's length. And now everybody's like, "Well, I'm okay. I, I, I they're assess- You know, they're accessible. I can call them anytime. There, we can get on a Zoom right away. We can meet with them. They found success. And now I think that it's we've, we've proven we can do it. There's no, there's no going back to the way we used to be. Um, I think people yearn to be together. So I think we're going to find a hybrid of it, right? And we're going to have that flexible work and, st- you know, like they might come in Monday, Tuesday, and they're going to work Wednesday and Thursday from home or whatever. And we're going to roll with it because to be honest, it works. And my, our people are proven to be successful with it. So why would we go back to the old way? I don't, I don't think there is going to be an old way. I think this is- no. From what you've said, I think you've seen the fruits of everything that you've done and and what the environment has provided you and your ability to cope with it and to manage it throughout. Your job now is just to make flexibility more stable going Mm -hmm. forward. Thank you, Lou. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, So it's really interesting because I think undermining underlying that, and I I have another client that has like a 2000 person call center that no one in their right mind thought could ever work from home. And they came to this conclusion to say, we work hard to hire good people that are trustworthy people. 
and we need to trust them to be able to do this. And it sounds like that's where you guys got to is we've hired great people. Let's let them work. Yeah. And at first, I think we had to let them all know we're watching, right? Because you don't want anybody to take advantage. And we were trying to navigate this as well. And we had tools in place. So like, you know, if somebody had touched their computer for three or four hours and they were logged in, you kind of wondered what they were doing and you would check in on them. Um, but we did it out of care. Like, hey, I hope everything's going okay. Is there anything we can help with? And we made sure we had a help desk, an IT help desk too, for people to call and make sure that they had support as well. Um, once they knew that we trusted them and that we were checking in and we were still watching, they, it, it just became like every day, like this is how we have to act. And we haven't had any problems with productivity. Um, shocking. I mean, I would expect it, but we don't. We have really good people. We hire good people. Um, we're very proud of our, our, our employees, our staff. Um, and I think that uh, they appreciate the stability. Um, Bob Kafka at one point during um, a few, I would say around November, did kind of a state of the firm address. And I think people were nervous about it. And they got on, he just said, I want you to all know we're doing well, we are doing great. You have nothing to worry about. And there was this like sigh of relief, right? Like we are okay. And, and he just assured us that we were okay. And I think that was important for them to hear from the top that we're doing well. Um, and that I think has gone and paid dividends as well for our firm, just to know that your, your, your job is safe. We're, we're looking out for you, we're, you know, everything, everything's going well. That's fantastic. That's, I, I think that comes back to something that ultimately will be my key takeaway as we shift into that is just so much of this effort starts at the top. And as long as it's rolling through the, or, and that's, it rolls through the organization so much more easily when everybody at the top buys into the importance of these things. And mm -hmm. that allows it to cascade through the organization in a way that it otherwise can't. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, Lou, what's your key takeaway today? Well, my key takeaway is I'm going to go back and watch all of my lost episodes of L.A. Law and Boston Legal and try to imagine Arnie Becker and Denny Crane doing all of their work remotely. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, it's it, and again, it's that image that we all have in our mind. But Donna, to hear your story, you know, my key takeaway is looking just at Donna and, and what you what you plan for without knowing what you were planning for. But it puts you into that position to really be ahead of the pack because you had at least some plans because you were thinking hypothetical. And my key takeaway is just the remarkable foresight uh, and actually hard work that you did planning for something you didn't know what to plan for. That was great. My kudos. That's all. For you. Great job. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think my key takeaway is, is what I mentioned and also just this idea that culture and engagement, that focus from leaders makes changes in every organization it touches. And those, ch those changes are always for the good. And so that's my key takeaway for today. Donna, how about you? Did you have a key takeaway from our conversation today? Well, if I would, I, what I kind of live by as far as um, everything is money follows culture. When you put culture first, everything else just works. And so I, I, th I think that is um, just by talking to you. I mean, I just really feel that. Um, and I think that's been our recipe for success. That's fantastic. That's a perfect note to end that, on. That, so. that is the title for a book, actually. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> Money follows culture. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's fantastic. Well, Donna, thanks so much for taking time out of your day to, to be with us here in Q&A and Breakthrough Leadership. I know our viewers will get a lot out of this segment. Thank you so much well, for being here. Thank you for here. having oh, me. And if people want to get in touch with you or know more about the firm or working, 
what, how should they reach out? Is there a way for them to connect with you? Um, yes, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, also our website, you can find me there. Um, but uh, uh, Pincus Dolan. Awesome. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Thanks, Donna. Well, Craig, I, I think uh, Donna shattered a lot of my <laughs> preconceived images and notions about law firms. Uh, and, and as I said, my key takeaway, I'm so impressed uh, on her ability and her team's ability to be able to plan for what they had no idea what they were planning about when it came to uh, COVID. But as you said uh, in your introduction, uh, it, it, without question, uh, it's a situation where we could actually see an example of how culture is can truly affect an organization to the better. And I, so I'm glad that Donna came on to talk with us. I am so, going to remember a long time, money follows culture. Yeah, that's the name of our next book, Money Follows Culture. So love it. All right. So if you've enjoyed today's episode of Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership, please like, share, subscribe. And when you subscribe, you'll know when our next episode is going to be. And in fact, Craig, next week, you and I will be talking about employee retention and giving some tips on how to keep top employees. So be sure to tune in for that. In addition, don't forget, Q&A on Breakthrough Leadership is available on all of your major podcast platforms. So until next time, keep those hands washed and keep your distance. I'm Lou Quinto. And I'm Craig Anderson. 